Hello everybody, this is Apple Treats, the last episode of the season, last episode of the year, and um, well, yeah, that's the holiday special episode. Um, uh, as I remember if that the last time we promised mm -hmm. that uh, the last episode, this is not the last episode, the last episode yeah. will be before Christmas. Oh, yeah, nope. we, we nope. didn't specify which Christmas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, at least it's before New Year. Yeah, well, let's put it that way. So, yeah, I think everybody now, I don't know, like having uh, their um, holiday vacations or at least at this time they might be just a little bit more relaxed than the, uh, during the whole year. So what we want to do today, probably we will be less talking about the news and stuff and uh, maybe focus on something uh like review the year think of what was nice in terms of uh apple developers and uh what we hope to see next year something like that right yep yep um however <laughs> however uh i can't um avoid a couple of news which happened since our last episode because these are really important and one of those like really affected personally like me personally um but like Let's do uh, first uh, things first. Um, one of the things which was which were changed uh, recently is the new App Store price tiers and uh, granulation levels. I would say so. Now I think the cheapest app you can sell is twenty nine cents in US, and you can go uh, as high as ten k, right? But yeah. as far as I know, you, you will still need to uh, justify why exactly you want to charge 10k for something you create. Um, they, like, I believe till 1000, it's still like you just set the price, but uh, from uh, 1000 and up, you need to like basically say, yeah, this is really brilliant app and we expect uh, one person to buy it and that's it, something like that. Probably, I don't know. But... Um, uh, that, that's kind of nice. I mean, maybe they're preparing um, the App Store to be able to sell more uh, goods. And that, that's not just for the apps, that's for the in-app purchases as well. So uh, there are a couple of other stuff related to that. So they will be uh, allowing you to set the prices in like main price tier from your local currency and not base everything on top of the US dollar. So that's coming next year, I, I think. And... Uh, that will allow you to set the prices for each country specifically to your needs. And um, that might affect your uh, income because like if you say lower prices in some countries, so you will have less money from uh, selling your apps there, but you will be able to adjust your app to specific markets, which is again, kind of really, uh, really yeah, good something, thing. Something really you see, Simon. Exactly. Um, uh, we won't be talking about the like uh, legislations in European Union regarding the uh, like side loading because they're none happening. So Apple did not actually do something yet. We'll see. We, as soon as we get more info, we will probably dedicate the whole episode on that. But uh, I think it won't. About building our own app store. Yeah, there are a couple of reports uh, on this, like how Apple can comply with the ruling and still. Do not allow, uh, still not allow your new app store there. So there are a couple of ways of uh, uh, following these rules and still be able to maintain the whole ecosystem. But we'll see. Uh, 
Yeah. Please, um, please be careful. In case if Apple allow to build third-party app stores, please do not install anything from Meta. So, yeah, you, the, the, probably the first app store will be will be Facebook, and they will have like tons of um, software which will track every your step uh, like across the ways. Um, probably the same will go for TikTok as well. <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty much sure there will be something like Tencent App Store with their uh, really uh, privacy denying apps. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So thanks to uh, FedEx Krause, we know how they uh, how we they really spy on us uh, 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 in their like internal browsers, both TikTok, for example, Instagram, yeah. Instagram yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, so don't, don't, don't use that. <laughs> um, another thing which was um, interesting, I'm just checking the news here. So yeah, we, we need to uh, say that there were third round of Ask Apple uh, developer event this year. It was thir- third week, it happened in uh, beginning of December. And this is actually very nice. And Apple um, like did several developer-focused events when you can talk to uh, Apple engineers, ask them questions, and uh, that could be one-on-one, like sessions with, with, which like target your app specifically, or that happened in the Slack where you can discuss that openly. And I think both uh, formats were very nice, and um, Apple also said they will be preserving Slack chats and they will not clearing them out uh, a lot. So that's, again, a good thing. It, it seems that Apple changing their communication with developers. They are now more open, they have more events, they have more um, communication channels. So we'll see what will happen next. Um, hopefully they will still have WWDC next year, like in person WWDC. But, but we will talk about that uh, when we will be talking. Continuous WWDC, the whole year. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems, it, it seems that in the long run, Apple might open like, here's the developer support Slack and you can just ask questions anytime. But as of now, uh, it's not like you ask questions and it instantly published. Uh, when you ask questions, it passes the moderation. So it's a more or less controlled environment for Apple. They uh, will control what, uh, what, what you see there. But it's still, it was, it, it was a really nice experience and um, I asked a couple of questions and got but interesting answers, which uh, I was not able to find in the documentation previously. So um, I think I, it's not about like how Apple go um, forward with the developer relations, but it's talking more about the pure quality of documentation. That, that is true. That is true. But it's still good to see Apple doing something for the developers. And it's still good that you can join these events for free. And um yeah, and by the way, you don't have to be in US. It's a Slack. It's online. You you can join this uh, Ask Apple Week at your convenient location. The only thing that the questions are asked and answered during specific time slots, so that's that affects a bit. And uh, apart from that, like take a look on those events. That's that's a good way to ask your questions. Um, I mean. Um, you can ask follow-up questions and the engineers usually uh, um, provide some explanations if something needs to be explained. So again, thanks Apple, that, that was that was a good way to do. Hopefully you will do documentation for all your frameworks as you did for SwiftUI and uh, you will uh, elaborate from that. So your like, documentation efforts are improving definitely, but we, we want more for other frameworks as well. But that, that that's that's really cool. And I would like to talk about one more 
<laughs> thing. It's a release of iOS 16.2. And uh, initially, when they released, that was really nice. And they who means in this? Oh, do you know what? Do you know what this point two means? No, nope. it stands for end to end. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, probably true. So they um, before just before the release, they announced a couple of uh, security and privacy features, and uh, those features included end-to-end uh, -end encryption for uh, let's say more iCloud data. It's not still not full uh, full encrypted, and they explained why. Not mostly mostly full, but uh, exactly calendars, calendars, mail, mail and, and contacts. So everything that should be synchronized within their like yeah. uh, protocols. So they, I, I still don't understand why contacts need to be need to because be open. They also can be. They also can yeah. be synchronized with the, within this protocol. I forgot how it's called. Current yeah, they, like called this. off. Uh, oh, so yeah, something like that. But still, you can do that without that. So if if I host all my contacts within my iCloud and I don't add any other accounts. But you're talking about, uh, so what if you want to synchronize these, for example, to some of your, I don't know, Windows machine? True, okay. true. I mean, I, I agree that could be done, but what if I don't want to? I want my contacts to be encrypted. Uh, so, okay, but nevertheless, the most important part is that they encrypt your um, iCloud backups for your devices, which is great. That's just amazingly great. Uh, they encrypt all other stuff like photos. Yeah, and photos. Really big stuff. Yeah, so it, it that's a lot of changes happened in, in that. You need, but before you uh, allow to um, to do that, you need to have at least one uh, recovery option for your account because otherwise all your data could be lost if you lost uh, if you lose access to your account. So there is no way to decrypt your iCloud uh, iCloud data because it's end-to-end -end encrypted and that means that the key is stored on your devices only. Apple cannot uh, decrypt that. So you need to either have a recovery key which is uh, uh, one of the options or you need to have a recovery contact so you delegate uh, unlock of your account to somebody you trust mm. or you can have both actually so that's also an option but when you set that up uh, you also uh, need to uh, decide do you want to have access to your data through iCloud web interface and that's kind of interesting I mean like you, you can think like well, if everything is end-to-end -end encrypted, how exactly I can access that through the web? And there is a way to do that. So when you access through the web, uh, one of your devices will need to approve that access and um, you will enter your uh, passcode or you will use your face ID or whatever. And you pass in the, that information to uh, iCloud web server, which will have the key to decrypt your data while your session is active. So. Uh, in that case, the Apple server will have the uh, access to your key as the web application, which access your photos, your like notes, and everything. But then, after you're done with that, the key is destroyed and your data key is still kept end-to-end uh, -end encrypted. It's nothing uh, to do from the developer perspective. So if you are doing your applications correctly, you don't have to do anything. And like even if you're doing not properly, you still can't do anything about that, and it will still work. Like it should work. Um, but from user's perspective, you need to do that explicitly. It's not on by default. And if you are a user of the iOS devices, just do that. It's a, it's a really great Christmas present for you from Apple. 
um, mostly because it's your data. It shouldn't be, even if you trust Apple and we trust Apple. Well, I mean, I, I can say for myself, yeah, I can't trust Apple with the, my data, but it's still better to have less people have access to your data. It's, it should be you, like who accessing your photos, your notes, your, I don't know, um, wallet cards, whatever. So, uh, just set up your recovery options. And, uh, if you create a recovery key, put it in some safe place. Don't, uh, just print it on, uh, you know, scrap it on your device or whatever. Uh, and, uh, turn on advanced data, data protection for iCloud. But you cannot do this until you create all your devices. Uh, yeah. And by the way, that's, uh, another thing. It's currently available for the US only. <laughs> um, but they, promised that the rollout to the whole world will happen in next year. So as soon as you get that option, just, just I think you have to do that. Oh, it's, it's... I, th I think in the US it's a big problem. You have to keep your data private. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we have a lot of agencies, uh, <laughs> which probably, which uh, some agencies already said that's really bad thing that Apple uh, allows end-to-end -end encryption, but uh, we still have that. Yeah, and another thing, you if you have any device in your account which cannot be updated to, to, to the latest release, you will not be able to turn that option on. So if you have old iPad which cannot be updated to 16.2 or old, I don't know, Apple TV, anything, you will not be able to get that because, well, that, that makes sense because you that device will not be able to access the data and so on. So think about that when you will be doing the... Um, uh, the, the, these the, these particular actions, but yeah, so you again, have to prepare yourself, yeah, uh, for this process and probably buy a new device. Yeah, well, uh, Apple uh, can conveniently sell you new devices in uh, almost every location. Um, another thing which come uh, which was in, in, introduced there is that iMessage will now notify if uh, new unknown devices are added to your uh, recipient account. So you will be able to see that somebody tries to spy um, for iMessage communications, which is kind of cool. And another thing is that you will be able to use uh, hardware security keys to access your um, Apple ID uh, as the second factor. So that's another good thing to improve your security of your account if you, again, like this kind of uh, security measures. So um, I think those are coming like soon. It's not yet available, but uh, the, the um, iCloud data protection is uh, available. I tried that. It's a kind of quest to update everything uh, of your devices and uh, suddenly you actually get that. But I want to talk about another thing which uh, was introduced in 16.2 and that's new home architecture, which uh, brings support for the Matter uh, home uh, smart home standard and it's kind of good and uh, it will improve everything and everything like this is really cool but apple did pull that option out from uh, home app in uh, ios 16.2 for some reason and i can tell you probably one of the reasons why they do that uh, i recently uh, decided to get these guys for um uh, let's say christmas <laughs> and uh when you buy them now, they are not coming in the latest uh, OS release, HomePod OS release. They come like 16.0. And you can add those devices to your account because they are not updated to the latest version. And you can't update them because you can't add them to your account. And uh, you basically, uh, if you do not have any spare device which is not connected to your uh, Apple ID, you basically end up with something 
which is not usable at all. Uh, I was able to run these things off, so I had a spare account uh, which um, was not updated to new home architecture. It was not connected to my actual uh, Apple ID, so I connected to that uh, account, updated, disconnected, and then connected to my uh, actual Apple ID, and now it works correctly. But if you're a regular user, you probably don't have spare device with another testing or development account which is not uh, uh, connected to new home. So it's it was terrible. And until they start selling the devices with updated HomePod software, you will not be able to use them in that particular case. So it's a, it's probably one of the things why they pulled out that upgrade option. So users will not end up buying something which they cannot use and they will be returning that or they will be storming Apple support or going to Apple stores in order to update. And, and like basically the whole mess of that. Apart from that, have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, the idea to have a home architecture which supports matter is a good thing. So we hopefully this will all resolve soon. And they will. And by the way, when you update the home architecture, you have no option to like downgrade it back. <laughs> so the update is one way only. When you do that, like yeah, you you are stuck with the new home architecture. Even that that option to upgrade is removed. You're still using the new architecture already. And you cannot downgrade it. So that's uh, probably one thing which uh, we will see how Apple will resolve uh, in the next release. Maybe they will provide you an option to update device before adding it to your uh, account. That will solve the problem. But again, since that's not available yet, you end up with this uh, situation when you have to find the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it will be interesting to see how many requests they got into Apple support uh, during holiday and, season. Uh, honestly, I think it's kind of predictable situation when you like roll out. You potentially could test that before uh, releasing the software. So this is something which you could predict and avoid. So and I don't know. That's, that seems like they didn't uh, think much about that. Okay, the last news, uh, the last uh, important update which happened during the December, and it's uh, like kind of sad one, uh, at least for some. <laughs> um, probably you heard about this tool called AppCode from JetBrains, which is alternative uh, development environment, uh, which was used. Like I, I think I, I know a lot of people who use that. So it's a, it, it, it's not something very niche. It's a, it's a paid one. You had to purchase it. Uh, so yeah, that they just recently uh, released the update, and the same day they announced that the project is sunset, and you will have one year to migrate to something else. So they will provide you with security uh, support. They no, no, no security support, no mm. support of new versions of uh, Xcode. Yeah. But still, you, you will have a fallback license use. Yeah, you can. Yeah. But it's basically, it will not have anything later on. So um, one less IDE <laughs> for the uh, Apple developers. Well, you still can probably um, have your Visual Studio code and had uh, some extensions there. But uh, I think the that having this uh, pro project like um, discontinued, it's, it's not a good thing. It seems that JetBrains tries to focus more on their efforts in Kotlin and maybe Kotlin mm -hmm. multi-platform and they try to unify their mm -hmm. efforts. And uh, maybe again, with the Swift UI, they needed to have a canvas and it was kind of hard to re-implement themselves. So you, uh, you end up with a tool which does not provide you uh, with an option to 
develop user interfaces and that's again will frustrate the developers and the developers will in turn just stop buying that tool. So it, it might be related to that. But again, it's kind of sad. I, did, I personally didn't use that, but um, it's still sad to eight, see. Uh, in, eight, eight, yeah. eight years. Eight years. And still, in the last version, I don't have support of Swift, like normal <laughs> Swift, like that we had previously for Objective. <sighs> yeah. Well, and since the Objective C is like fading out, we like see yeah, less bad. and less. <laughs> At least uh, when we talk about the uh, third, like third-party developers, uh, we, I saw the stats for the iOS itself. It's like very full of Objective C. Like there are a lot of Objective C there, but it's uh, full of C plus plus and C as well. And, so. and yeah, that that's that's true. So we we, we don't see that the uh, Objective C is used much in the like the developments for the new applications and even like when you support something it's probably already migrated to swift in some degree or another so it's uh... okay so we are stuck with xcode <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah but this is really bad because uh, i believe that these so one of like main key features of uh, epcot was uh like inheritance from idea really powerful refactoring tools. The naming, adding new parameters, methods, removing them, changing titles, and so on, so on, so on. That was really powerful. Uh, we still don't have like fully support of this stuff in Xcode, but still since, I believe, Xcode 10, we got a lot of refactoring stuff. So it's now much better uh, and still not, it doesn't work very reliably. So if someone tried to, uh, to rename uh, one uh, variable, and then just after this, try to rename another variable. Oh, there it just yeah, you cannot do this because it constantly fails. Oh, I cannot find this symbol. So yeah, Apple Apple have a lot of things to do with uh, Xcode, uh, and this is really sad that they don't have these uh, opponents who can. We should have how to do this properly. True. Yeah, maybe we need to invest more in support of uh, LSP for yeah. Swift. I think I think because, that's the only uh, option. Yeah, uh, because I and know we need... how perfectly this can work because it works for Rust. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for for the Rust reference in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's true. And um, again, since Rust is usually an inspiration for Swift, so we probably like. Might, might see something happening there. Um, okay, I think we just have to be done with the news and let's let's uh, have some use of the... Just, it's, it's slightly sure, related let's to go. The, your previous statement. So, um, in Swift Report blog, they uh, mentioned uh, like they have this uh, post uh, from December 9th about uh, future of the future of foundation and what they're promising that uh, they're going to, uh, so they're announcing a new open source foundation project fully in Swift and for Swift. So no C code, because you remember, so previously, like foundation in Swift, it was like multiple bridges from yeah. uh, Swift foundation to Objective-C foundation to core foundation, which is purely C. Yeah, yeah. I read a lot uh, of code of uh, core foundation. It's beautiful, but it's C, so it's really hard to use it. So, and this is really a great job. And I believe that 
So even the foundation, they uh, started uh, moving to Asvig. Probably yeah, that's... Other, other frameworks will, will join this uh, initiative soon. One, one thing which is also important about this um, migration is that the foundation for different, different platforms had different, let's say, backend for some things like networking or file management and so on. And this migration to Swift will unify the behavior. So and sometimes different, the, different it, yeah. interfaces. Yeah. But they, they, they had, they had something which had like similar interfaces like URL uh, session and everything. And it was implemented differently on different platforms. And therefore it could have some different behavior on the, while still having the same um, interface. So they said that they will be working towards eliminating that. So the whole thing will now be unified on all platforms and you will expect the same behavior on every platform. And which is, which is again, very, very important thing. If you see some strange bug happening on specific platform and you like don't know what's, what's, what's really there. So th- th- this is a cool stuff. Um, now they are done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we can do a couple of things here. I mean, uh, we, we wanted to have bigger audience. And if you're like watching us live, um, Let's uh, ask you, like, put to the chat your favorite event of the year. Like, what what was your favorite event in terms of Apple developments? Surely, let's let's put it that way, and uh, don't don't go into anything else because of reasons. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just, just let let me uh, one more thing. Favorite device of the year? Like, what was in? I think that could be not just Apple. Like, you you, you can you can put put whatever you want. And the last thing. What software feature of the year? I mean, maybe announced on WWDC or something else. What was your favorite again for this year? Let's just like put anything there that will help us. But we will we will start ourselves probably. And Vladimir, I will uh, ask you first. What was your? Let's start with the events. Uh, what was your favorite event of the year? Like what what was uh, the coolest stuff for you? Uh, I thought a lot about this because we prepared, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, I thought about uh, different events uh, through this year and about like a, uh, events with products, uh, etc. I cannot say that anything amazed me uh, except so like nothing uh, amazed me at all. So, but I think by the quality and the number of content, WWDC is just it's. Uh, out of the road so it's perfect now thanks to so thanks to covid now we have these pre-recorded sessions they are beautiful they're prepared with the jokes and etc yeah i, I think yeah it's not very original but yeah uh, wwc is my favorite event this year. um i would agree with you and uh this year uh it was not just online experience which is really cool and, yeah I was happy enough to participate in their on-site um, one-day event, um, which was held in Apple Park. And it's not the same as like WWDC, full, full, full week of uh, sessions uh, and communication and uh, I don't know, the bash where, where some music starts there. But it was very close in terms of vibes. You saw, you saw a lot of developers there. It was, uh, they said that, that it was, uh, 1,000 uh, guests, which they invited to Apple Park, and not like 5,000 that was that was before, but it still was really cool. I was able to talk with some uh, people there. There were not much 
people who I already knew, but it was still really fun and uh, it gave the same, like similar vibes as the like full uh, WWDC. And uh, you still had those lines when you uh, stand in the line, drink coffee or like uh, have some bagels and uh, wait until you are like passed to the next line and so on. So it's, yeah, it, it was similar. And uh, uh, it was a little bit different because uh, we, we were watching the same keynote as the everybody else, uh, but we were watching it on the, on the big screen and uh, we had a small uh, foreword uh, from Tim Cook and uh, from uh, Craig uh, before uh, State of the Union, so it, it was it was some touches which were made which made this event a little bit special for those who were there. But it was still more or less the same experience, and they had the uh, teams uh, meet and greet sessions, so you were able to get to any uh, team uh, who was working on specific part of the platforms and talk with them. That was also uh, really uh, really nice. Any, any team? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, not 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 any team. Yeah, you you were able to talk with some guys who are doing the software usually, or maybe hardware. I I don't know, but it, it was it was it was really interesting experience. I would say that that's the fa- my favorite one. But I want to mention that these Ask Apple events uh, they are notable uh, second place here. So they were able to provide a lot of uh, content after, uh, and it was not the content like the um, sessions, but rather they were answering the questions and uh, you were able to see those questions in Slack. That's really cool and I hope they will continue that. So it's uh, like the second part of the uh, uh, favorite events. Um, that's so, probably it with events, yeah? <laughs> and uh, yeah, we don't see anything in chat yet, but uh, yeah, if, if somebody wants to put their uh, thoughts, what they liked or maybe disliked during the year, let's let's put it that uh, let's put it there. Um, there were a couple of devices uh, released this year, like from Apple. Yeah, if we're just talking about Apple, um, what's your favorite? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's... So fin- finally, yeah, finally, Apple uh, done something. Apple one, something, not just oh, we add. One more sensor, like temperature sensor, whatever else. Yeah, yeah there's something new. new form factor, new price, <laughs> new quality. New button. <laughs> yeah, a new button, of course. So, and I cannot say that I, uh, like you know, now in winter, I use it a lot. However, when I go outside with my dog, uh, so yeah, it's much easier now to uh, run a workout app instead of just, oh, where is it? Oh, here. <laughs> Yes, this, this, this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love it. And I cannot say that I uh, now I felt how this like two two, two frequency GPS works. Uh, but uh, it works. So when when I see like my track on the map, it still looks much more stable and much better than it was previous. Uh, so yeah, this is like my device of the year, and I. <sighs> This is just wonderful because my previous Apple Watch like was Apple Watch Series Four, yeah, and of course now I feel all these new stuff like uh, <laughs> uh, oxygen level, uh, uh, always on screen, etc. Yeah, I just so for me it was much more wonderful than for people who previously owned I know Series Seven, but still this is really beautiful. And it's more stylish uh, device than your Apple Watch, which, uh, been honest, since uh, Series 4, they haven't changed much. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, that is true. So they increased the screen size gradually, like from generation to generation, but more or less it was staying the same as uh, like uh, for a long time, even the Series 8, which was released. So it's like looked almost the same. They had new colors, but it's still... And the Ultra is the something which is uh, definitely, definitely uh, new. The good thing that I saw... I still can attach my uh, band from <laughs> Series Two, uh, from Big to Series Two yeah. to my uh, uh, Ultra. That is actually really cool. But uh, what I I like about the new Ultras um, uh, is the, their new bands. They are really fancy, and uh, um, I'm I'm still considering buying this. So it's it was also one of the devices like which I favorite a lot, and I was I'm still considering buying it is this uh, watch, but I'm not yet probably ready. <laughs> uh, I started with iPhone 14 Pro. Max. Oh, by the way, uh, that's probably I'm, I'm going a little bit a little bit ahead, but I'm using this new continuity camera, which is uh, like the 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 recording and uh, the stream is done using the new uh, camera from the iPhone, and uh, I think it's much better than the dedicated camera I had before, and uh, at least it doesn't fail me in uh, color correction, which uh, was uh, happening a lot with my previous camera. I wouldn't be naming the brand and uh, probably uh, people who know me already know this particular brand and how I hate it. <laughs> um, okay, I see a couple of things in chat uh, in regards to the devices. I think we need to highlight that. So, uh, Alexei says Mac Studio. And uh, he also uh, had uh, some misspelling which is Mac Studio. And I, I think we need to uh, say that Yes, probably Mac Studio with uh, um, Max or maybe Ultra or whatever is actually one of the devices of the year. I mean, uh, it's interesting to see how they scaled this small chip, which is uh, originally was your iPhone uh, like chip. They a little bit in in increased it in size and made them into uh, MacBook Air. Then they put that into MacBook Pro and uh, like stick two chips together. Then they stick once more, once more, and they had the biggest chip there. And uh, now it's powering the device which has a capacity of the Mac Pro previously, like almost the same capacity. And this Mac Studio is it's kind of cool device. It's actually like half of the device is the cooler, <laughs> and, and, and um, we just have to say that. It looks ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically a double-sized Mac Mini. Uh, and uh, this, like the second Mac Mini there is just a cooler. And uh, interestingly they, enough, they, it's they powerful. They to resurrect uh, trash bin style. Uh, I think uh, people will hate Apple for that. I still want to see that device again because it was absolutely impractical. But it was so nice. It, it was so nice. It was... Um, I think that that device is something which, I mean, it's like shiny, this jet black uh, finish and everything. It's just nice to have that on your desk. Like, it doesn't matter if it even runs. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just nice little looking. And uh, yeah, you, you can put them into the rack. You have to do something. But, but it was really cool device. And the idea of the the cooling, which was yeah. uh, the, the yeah, triangle-shaped exactly motherboard. Why. That's exactly why I'm talking about this, because having this big cooler underneath yeah. instead of 
heavy, like this flow yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, call back to uh, Johnny Ive and ask for something like this, but different. Yeah, we have another um, uh, comment from the chat, and that's in regards to GitHub Copilot. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about that. That was also interesting, and I would also also put one more thing on top of this Git co uh, GitHub Copilot because uh, we now have ChatGPT, <laughs> and it does like almost the same. But you not just typing the code; you just ask, yeah, yeah, here tool, create me code like from that. So um, the question: Did we use that uh, in your daily work? No, um, for couple of reasons. Uh, one of all those reasons is that we still need to evaluate the licensing. So when you use GitHub Copilot, you actually indirectly use some other software, which could have been like GPL or other licenses. And I mean, it's, it's still questionable. Like it's, uh, uh, GitHub did some stuff to remove the GPL code from the um, Copilot uh, data model. Um, like machine learning model, but it's still like, it's questionable. It, it's nice. It does a lot and it does a lot. I would say maybe properly. And, uh, we experimented with that. Uh, we did a couple of like fun stuff and it, it was following what you're trying to do. Um, I would also add that this chat GPT also can create some code, which will probably even run if you continue doing some questions. I, I saw, I saw an article recently with the guy trying to create Android application using ChatGPT. He spent about 77, I think, questions to improve that because it was creating the code which was not compiling. So he was asked, and his idea was not to write any code himself, but rather ask the tool to elaborate and fix. And he was able to do that. But it seems that these models will help you if you do something which was done previously, like, which is already done. Like <laughs> it's not something which will help you to create something really new. But uh, yeah, and uh, let, let me finish here. And yes, most of the applications we create is something which was already done previously. So I think in daily work that might help. Truly, this is something which uh, which can make. I don't know. I mean, I mean this ChatGPT or uh, Copilot they could be considered as maybe junior or even middle developers, like on their own, like with some help of the person typing on uh, and guiding these tools, they, they can produce code, which we would expect from junior or middle developer. I mean, we, we need to re-evaluate re that, but it seems that we are, we are getting there. But when you try to develop something extremely complicated, that might be not the right tool for you, I think. I think that might yeah. that my personal opinion, but it's, it's still it's nice to see that. More about completion, so nothing more. Yeah. And really thinking about how we build applications, we also have this ideation phase when we, you know, at least I hope that many of you just first design some interfaces, probably you write some tests and then you write code. And when you write code, it's just a mechanical work of, so you have this idea of how this code should work and you just uh, describe it uh, by the words. But true. So. Uh, all these tools, they cannot uh, help you with ideation phase, but they really can help you a lot with uh, uh, like this boring uh, phase of writing code. I love it. That's my best part of uh, doing something. <laughs> exactly. So 
Uh, I think there, there is some future uh, with, with these tools. But if you're a developer and you're thinking that this tool might take your job, um, no, I think no. Not, not, at least not now. I mean, they might simplify your job and they might uh, make you think more and type less if you want to. So this is also an option here. But uh, I don't think this is something which will uh, do your job fully. So the developer is not the person who just writes code. The developer is somebody who creates the software. The and uh, the person who sits on meetings and uh, is checking. Don't, don't <laughs> just don't, just don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, sometime uh, into the future, he becomes manager and does that like without any um, uh, problems inside. Yeah, so now, now he just do that uh, regularly. Okay, Um. yeah, so... <laughs> Let's talk about the software features now. I mean, uh, the, the, these two uh, tools as GitHub and uh, ChatGPT, they're, they're nice. I would want to, I have actually two software features I like about the Apple ecosystem. And I already like, like highlighted one of those and that's the continuity camera because this was done previously by third party software some, from time to time. And some of that software was very terrible. Let's put it that way. Uh, and again, Apple is not yet the proper solution. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, hear me out. It's, it's not the perfect one yet. Uh, when you connect your iPhone as a camera, you use that, uh, usually you, you should be using cable instead of Wi-Fi because, uh, Wi-Fi is, will be a little bit more sluggish, but the cable will not provide you 4K. Um, you need, you, you're limited to full HD for that. And, uh, if you want 4K, you, probably need just to, if you are doing the recording, then just use the phone for the recording. Not, don't use your Mac as a recording. If you want streaming in 4K, you're out of luck. <laughs> you, you, you need some other device. But um, you can use also your MacBook as a camera and you can use the phone, which will uh, provide you like the second screen, like you can show your desktop, like the desktop, not the, uh, your window, <laughs> but rather like your desk where you draw something with your hands. Probably there will be an iPad lying there and you'll be drawing on the iPad. And there is another thing which will uh, do that. So the Apple Freeform, uh, Apple's take on mirror software, probably. <sighs> but yeah, let, let's not get into that. So the continuity camera, like let, let's uh, put in lim uh, limitations aside. It's kind of nice and it, it works. I mean, previous time we were doing that, I was using the different iPhone and the camera was stuck in the middle and uh, I had to restart it. So far, so good in this session. It uh, it uh, still running perfectly. I'm oh, hopefully you cool. might just add a new phone to yeah. use this feature without any probably issues. every year. Probably every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. of course. Of course. What, what's your uh, what's your favorite feature? And I will I will come with some notable like second places later. Okay, I also have two. Uh, so I would say that for me, like the best feature that I use a lot is. Uh, new widgets for lock screen because this is something that changed my uh, my my lock screen a lot so now i have their button for um, holiday camera and uh, my next event in my calendar and weather and i just tap on my phone see all of this looks nice thanks uh, <laughs> and i don't need to swipe uh right check my uh, list like What's called, yeah. called today screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with all these widgets, yeah, it's much, much more, much better now. And I still think of what I can do 
uh, for myself to like to add some more widgets into my uh, lock screen, but something that I can develop, and I don't have any, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me add uh, one thing. I'm not using that feature myself, but uh, I already uh, read a couple of reports of these two things happening together. Uh, the first is the crash detection, which had a lot of uh, like bad PR as well, but. Uh, crash detection and emergency SOS through the satellites. That thing already saved lives of people here in California, I believe. Uh, so the couple uh, uh, drove off the cliff on their car and uh, basically they stuck in the uh, in some canyon when there is no cell reception, but the uh, satellite uh, connection was working. And they were able to send the message to the um, rescue team and they were rescued with, I believe, the helicopter or something. So it was like the whole, uh, the whole rescue operation. And without that, they probably, they, they, their lives definitely were in danger. So they were alive, but uh, like when you cannot call anybody and you're in the middle of nowhere, like who, who would you, who would rescue you there? So that was uh, really cool. And I uh, see that as a like, great, use of the technology. It's not just something for fun, for money, for you know, gaming, but it's rather something which uh, can, like, you, you probably want to never use that, but if it's there, it's really cool. Like, it's something which is, uh, which is, which is great it was there. So, uh, yeah, that, that I would nominate that as actually my uh, uh, favorite software feature. I was, I was having something else and I scratched that out right now. <laughs> So yeah, let's let's talk about the, your second. Uh... Oh, so this is just a wonderful that in iOS uh, 16 we have this. Now you can open details of your uh, Wi-Fi network and see password. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> now, oh, more yeah. than ten years uh, we suffer from this. So yeah, when Apple introduced iCloud Keychain and uh, you synchronized all these. All these uh, passwords through uh, through cloud, yeah. they work fine because if you don't remember some password for I don't know from anything, you can open Keychain on your Mac and see. But what would you do if you don't have Mac uh, nearby? So finally, iOS 16. So 16 versions of one OS to show password. Thanks, Apple. This is yeah. like it's it's not sarcasm. Thank you. I really so I don't use this often. But it's similar to satellite. But when yeah. I need this, I'm really glad I have it. Yeah, I, I would agree that that's uh, that that's a neat change which uh, helps uh, helped a lot. Um, okay, I think maybe that's probably it with the, our favorite things through the through the year. And um, I don't know, maybe like, do do you have anything? Expectations, hopes for the next year from Apple. Or from... Do you remember yeah. what resolution we made the last? No idea. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I can I, I, no, no, no. Let me explain. I mean, the whole year was such a mess. Let's put it that way. So I, 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 I really, I, I even like. Mm, I have no problems with not knowing those resolutions, not remembering them. I mean, like, I, d I don't think uh, somebody could blame me for this. <laughs> a whole, whole lot of stuff happened during this year. And, uh, yeah, we 
you know, living in different places, uh, doing different stuff, and uh, we have a lot of other problems to, to solve. So I'm not sure we, I, we should be doing any resolutions for the next year. Again, this is uh, this is something. Let me let me show you our expectations. Much better. Yeah. So um, I recently purchased a, a calendar uh, for myself. Let me let me show you uh, this one. So it's a calendar uh, from Stephen Pastis. It's a comics, and there is the one thing. That, let me read it. Um, Rainbows and unicorns all will be better this year calendar. So it's for the next year because it can't be worse. Like this is, <laughs> I mean, I hope so. Like th this is one of the reasons probably why I, I, I want this uh, calendar to have on my, on my desk. So that's the only hope, my only hope for, for the next year actually to, to happen. So it's uh, like, let it be like, just a little bit better. Like maybe that's not uh, too much to ask. I don't know. And yeah. So my calendar says that uh, it's too bad that stupidity isn't painful. <laughs> uh, it really okay. can can save a lot of uh, time and even lives uh, that would be painful. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Speaking of from the developer perspective, my my I, let, let, let let me start here. My hope that we will see some WWDC uh, event, like not just online. And I'm, I'm not sure it will happen because there are a lot of new spikes in COVID uh, here and we have uh, like something happening with the new viruses uh, around. Um, not sure. Maybe they will uh, do, do something. But it seems that they could manage to have some events there. Um, because it, you still need something like that in order to get your, like, developer vibe you, you you need to like have some apple, event it would be wonderful to have something in europe please yeah and by the way apple had the tech talks in uh, berlin and they have in london and they have a couple of those events previously so they might have something like this year again like smaller events maybe um like uh, one day event with the less fancy sessions rather than like wwdc but it's still like after wwdc you can do some events in europe as well i, I would i think they can do that like at least in some countries there and uh oh, from the de uh, developer perspective yeah we we, we kind of know what will happen with swift like there will be macros maybe announced something will be announced on wwdc maybe maybe not it depends but it seems that they're working hard on that and um, probably they will not announce any new ui frameworks at least for now um <laughs> yeah they will iterate at least yeah um, and probably they will not deprecate the UI kit yet again. Um, <laughs> hopefully they will be able, able to write new settings up for the macOS. Uh, like again, you can try Swift UI again, but like try it better, please. Yeah, we, I, 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 I promise we, we, we will try that. We will report that, but please do, do something with this. I hope uh, Apple it's... that you suffered from Swift UI for Mac the same as I did. <laughs> Make it better next time, please. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the devices, again, I'm, I mean, we, we still didn't get the Mac Pro, actual Mac Pro. We get Mac Studio, which is kind of Mac Pro, but they promised to finish the transition in two, year, they, two years. They failed, uh, obviously, because the Mac Pro is still Intel-based. They still have two days. True. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, th I still think that that, the, that won't happen. So I think one of the key uh, things might be some M2 ultra extreme whatever they call that but it will and according to rumors they do not have that processor in the pipeline because of the production issues but something 
should be there in order to like make the Mac Studio look like uh, just the regular desktop device. There should be something which will like, and now here is how we do supercomputers under your table, like something like that. So it's, uh, um, I, I don't know how much will it cost. Probably <laughs> it will cost a lot, but um, let's, let's see this full transition happening. And again, this should probably, they should create some new uh, display, like, I don't know, the same one as uh, we will pay a thousand dollar for the stand, something like that. They they, they, need, they need to iterate on on, on that as well. For the studio display. Um. By the way, studio display is kind of kind of nice. I saw that in in, in person. This is a it's a, it's a really nice display. But we probably want a LED now. I think that's that's the time with the proper color cal calibrated panels with a LED, and then you probably will be able to like enjoy your photos, video editing, whatever. And uh, at least I hope they will move to that. I, I know that's expensive, but Apple doesn't have a problem with expensive things. So, and by the way, if you do proper OLED display, even if it's expensive, they will still have a lot of buyers from the, um, uh, from the industry. I think the only problem here is that you need to, it should have proper colors and that's maybe a little bit harder to achieve on the LED panels right now. So probably that's the only uh, reason stopping them from having the full OLED, like I know, big OLED display with uh, just perfect colors and uh, amazing contrast and everything. So um, I don't, I will not buy that display, <laughs> I have to say, because I kind of predict the price, which will be totally out of my budget, but uh, I really want that display to, to be there, so it will set the standard for others, and there will be the industry going to, to, to that direction, and we will have better displays, and um, like retina quality uh, OLED display, like, I don't know, 32 inches, something like that, which is... Yeah, by the way, you find something like a studio display, not Apple, it's also not a very easy task. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that is true. That I, I I would agree. So the studio displays they, they they did it properly. It's just like we want more. <laughs> yeah, as usual, as usual. So, so yeah, should we call in my it? Case, yeah. No, no. In my case, I would like to have new iPad. I will not buy it, but uh, <laughs> I want to at least have this ability to buy it because uh, these like okay, iPad Pro, please. Uh, so now we have these iPad Pros with uh, 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 M chips. Uh, that would be nice to have finally uh, webcam, not on like in portrait mode, please. We did this for uh, like usual iPad. Thanks. Yeah. Now Most controversial uh, iPad, actually. I mean, yeah. the, the, the whole thing about the pencil, like it just. <laughs> so as as I think it's. Because of because of the camera, cab, uh, yeah, yeah, they had to to do something. Yeah, and just I want to see more because uh, this this like uh, I I, lo I love this device. Probably we are ready to do something. So yeah, I think I yeah the new well um, I had this uh, new iPad which is like regular iPad and the it 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 is good. But the problem with the pencil is like basically I was almost about to buy it. I mean, I'm still considering to buy one one uh, iPad for the kids uh, to to be able to draw there and uh, play some games. But uh, this old, if you have to use the old pencil, you will probably use the old iPad with the uh, Touch ID and everything and uh, the, with the button because it's uh, it's more like 
it, it's more expectable to, to do. But this whole thing with the new pencil and uh, order to pair it with the iPad and <sighs> that's just that's just bad. Let's put it that way. And uh, I hope they will fix something in the in the next year. But the idea of putting camera into the place where it should be, especially when you use your iPad with uh, this beautiful uh, keyboard stand slash something, it's expected to be there. And uh, and yeah. the, and and yet, by the way, pencil is expected to be on top of that as well. So just try to do that something like you you probably can mix these things together. Like you're Apple, you have brilliant engineers, uh, hardware designers, whatever. So yeah, may, may, maybe uh, I would agree. And uh, let, let's hope for the new iPad, which will solve all these issues into one device. <laughs> yeah. I think it's our longest episode when we oh, don't yeah. have a guest. <laughs> True. And by the way, yeah, that's the, since it's the last episode of the season, we will get back hopefully in January, maybe end of January, uh, with the totally new season. Um, I can't say we will have totally new format or whatever, but it's it's an opportunity for us. Yeah, we ha it, at least it's an opportunity to start new season with something new. So, uh, if you have any ideas, what should we do next season? Like, yeah, just throw a, throw uh, throw that in. We will uh, we will take a look and we will try to adjust and maybe maybe do something else. But as of now, I think it's just happy New Year, like happy holidays. Let's let it be much better. Let let let. Yeah, let the new year be better. Just like, like do do whatever you want. Like <laughs> our our director said, like let's the next year be the most boring year, please. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I, I'm I'm totally okay with the boring year. That's something we we can now have. I mean, yeah, it shouldn't be every year like something fancy and interesting. No, we we can live with non-interesting year, like something. Boring, usual, and, and so on. But apart from that, like let it be better, like for everybody. And uh, for those who are watching us live, thank you very much for coming. For those who are listening, thank you for listening. And if you are listening to to this particular moment, then you are truly dedicated fan of the podcast. Just make us a review, please. That will help. <laughs> I mean, you're already here. Like you are listening to this particular moment, like the end of the episode. That, that's. Definitely a moment when you can just say, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll add some review to these guys. Uh, they, they deserve that. And Do on. we have a link <laughs> under uh, our video? Uh, we will add a link. Uh, we definitely mm -hmm. have a link to uh, Apple Podcasts. And um, yeah, just write a review in Apple Podcasts. That helps the podcast, actually. That's probably the only thing which we can uh, ask you for. Because we don't ask for money. We don't ask for you know anything else that but, but but these uh particular reviews they they help a lot yeah. so please do yeah. that please please do this because uh chat gpt uh knows <laughs> nothing about us so <laughs> yeah yeah we, we we need something we need we need so the the the, the models for, and by the way it doesn't know the newer or it, it doesn't use the new information so it's like Hopefully they will update the ChatGPT model uh, with that. Yeah, so please write a review. Have a great new year and uh, see you soon Next. with a new, totally new season of the Apple Trees. We are not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So see you next year. Bye. See you. Bye.